What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of the Antler Up podcast. We are on episode 56, and today, Dimitri and I are joined by Dan Hensel, and Dan is from Houtsdale, Pennsylvania, right here in our backyard, and in this episode, we talk about the app he created called Trophy Tracks, the why behind it, how you can benefit from logging slash tracking each hunt, and some other fun hunting stories. So make sure you check this out, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen and all the support that you've given us over the last year. So thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Antler Up. All right. Well, we are live back for another episode of the Antler Up podcast, and we are joined in-house today uh, by Dan Hansel from uh, Houtsdale, Pennsylvania. So right here in central Pennsylvania, not too far from where Dimitri and I live. And we're going to talk about trophy tracks. So Dan, man, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate this. This is just an amazing opportunity to meet up with you guys, talk a little bit about trophy tracks and answer any questions you have. And really, my goal right now is to just create more awareness and buzz about the app. Uh, I'd like to really do as much as possible with that regard. So awesome again for having me. Yeah, man, we're, we're pumped. We're excited. And, uh, I always go back to what Dimitri said and of let's get local people on, talk about hunting, talk about what, you know, some cool things that we have going on. It's a big hunting, you know, local, local area. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I'm not surprised something really neat is, was in the work. So Dan, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, so right off the bat trophy tracks app, what is it? What the heck, what the heck is it when someone downloads it, where are they getting from it? And then uh, we'll, we'll get into the why. So like in a broad sense of things, what is it? So trophy tracks is just an app for hunters to use, to keep track as your personal hunting log, anything that you find relevant. Uh, You could keep track of observations. You could keep track of your harvest. You could upload pictures of your harvest. You could make some field notes. Um, the whole purpose behind trophy tracks is just a personal journal, right? Just mm-hmm. to, instead of the old paper and pencil, uh, we're now making that into an electronic version while you're in the woods, whether you're, uh, hunting out of a tree stand, you're hunting out of the, you know, on a ground blind or upland bird hunting, duck hunting, no matter what type of hunting you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, you can make your log live while you're in the field. Um, or of course you could make your log once you get back home as well. Um, when you're sitting there on the couch or in the evenings, when you're thinking about it, you could always open it up and type in your log from yesterday or whatever. So, well, that's a thing too, that I know, I guess the first time that it really struck me to start thinking about taking a a log was listening to an old podcast that Mark Kenyon had on wire to hunt with a guest on. I'm losing the, the gentleman's name, but I remember he was talking about, he ran a log on, on document where it's multiple, like multiple pages of just for the last couple of years. Um, and he had it almost like labeled for a specific bucks. So, I mean, you could get really in depth with that type of stuff. So that, that's awesome, man. I, I mean, you think about the wind factors you think about, I'm sure this is all, you know, you'll talk about, um, but what were some of the features and ideas where you really wanted to like, what, what, what was your why that you really wanted to do this with? Well, I think for me personally, like I always struggled with figuring out where to hunt. You know, we have so many locations to go. We have so many tree stands to go, but you'd think about it the night before and you'd be like, where am I going to hunt tomorrow and why? And to me, having some data to look back on or something to plan for Uh is where that motivation came from. And, you know, after doing this for 25 plus years, I keep, you know, wondering like, well, why am I hunting that spot in the mornings? And why am I hunting these spots in the evenings? And is there a pattern to the movement of game that maybe I could get onto? And then I have data to look back on, or I have old logs to look back on to think, yeah, there's, there's reasons that I hunt these locations at the beginning of October and those locations really aren't hot in the middle of November. It's totally different. So, uh, that's really where that motivation came from for me is to be able to keep track of all that stuff over the course of a long period of time. And, you know, my only regret is I wish I would have done this a long time ago. (laughs) Well, that's what we, we talked about that the other day, we went for a walk and, and scouted, you know, a lot of times when we're hunting public ground around here, you know, we're not going to target a buck year after year just because that deer probably most likely isn't going to be there or maybe a slightly different area. But what we saw this year and what we talked about on our scouting trip is even though it might not be the same buck, we still seem 
to find the same tendencies with these deer. Yeah. You know, we saw that in the rut this year is, you know, it wasn't the same buck as the last previous years. But like I said, I was telling you stories year after year after year of how this area in during the rut is just really good. And it, and we can always fall back to those tendencies, um, you know, when we log data and, and know that's going to happen that year, at that time of year. Right, right. The time of the year and the weather conditions, right? Yeah. So another important piece of that's a great lead into another piece of data that we save with trophy tracks is not only your location, but the weather at that specific time and location, right? right? So we're saving, you know, wind speed, wind direction, baromic pressure, um, the conditions, whether it's rainy, sunny, um, all, all the relevant weather data we're saving as per every either harvest that you make or observation that you make. So really you could start patterning these game. Yeah. Uh, when are they moving? Why are they moving there? Uh, certain, you know, you're, you're putting uh, more and more data to that analysis. And right. that's, that's what really matters at the end of the at the end of the day is we want to be in the right spot at the right time. Right. We yep. always talk about that. Let's be at the right spot at the right time. Well, how, yeah. how do we get there? You know? Yep. How many times have you checked your trail camera and you're like, son of a, <laughs> I should have been there yesterday or I was in a different stand. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, and Dimitri, you hit a perfect point because when we were out on our walk, you were showing me just different areas on the, on that Ridge and how deer move and, you know, talked about this past season, what we saw. And that was my first experience really seeing a deer moving and when it was, cause you always said that last week of archery season is usually when, the rut is just crazy up there and we saw it in good because we were able to hunt that whole week when usually that time frame because of our season would have been over by that point in time like you i remember you saying to me man by the time it gets hot up there the season's over it wait we wait a week and then rifle season happens and the orange army is just ballistic up there <laughs> you know you, you just boom 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 and it was like that this year you you were here i wasn't that first day but it if you're able to get get a hold of that data and, you know, it's there after so many times of, of a year after year after year, you're able to log that and see that, you know, that's what's really the, the app is really about. Right, right. It, it, and even if you get into that, that location again, and you realize, well, I've been hunting this specific spot, but yeah. I really need to move another 50, 75 yards, because that's where I'm seeing all that activity, right? Yeah. That's something that you not only will remember in the back of your head, but if you had it down into an app, when you're going out for next year's scouting trip, and right. you're thinking about it and you're thinking about setting up your tree stands again this for the fall, right. maybe you look back on that and say, well, I need to move this tree stand and here's why, right? right? Because my, my past logs tell me that, yeah, I may have seen those deer, but I still wasn't close enough to actually have a good ethical shot. Right, right. right. Now, how, so how long... You know, somebody designing an app, I mean, we could nerd out a little bit on on the tech side of things here. Um, you know, you this was the first year that you had it up and running, right? Like, Well, technically, we had it up and running last year as well. But okay. it was, we designed it as a PWA last year, a progressive okay. web app. Um, so it would work on any phone, any browser, um, but it wasn't a technically an app. Okay. There's nothing to download. You just kind of went to a website. And we had about 50 people use it last year and we learned a lot. Yep. <laughs> and, and one of the things that we learned was it would be better if we had this built as an app. So that's why we spent all of the beginning of 2020, we, you know, well, end of 19, beginning of 20, we, st we set out to build an Android and an iOS version of this. So people could actually go download it and have something that, you know, is on your phone. You yeah. don't need to go to a website or anything like that. But um, we really started this adventure back in January of 2017, almost to the day. Actually. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I had this idea in my head for a really long time and I just kept wondering, like, how do I how do I make this go? You know, how do I where do I even start? What, like, did you get it because you're you know, cause you're a hunter, you know, you're, you, you know, grow, grown up hunting and from a family like that. And you were, was there something that clicked for you? Like, man, I just wish something would make life a little bit easier for hunting. Was that, is that kind of like where that came from? Oh yeah, I yeah. De definitely, you know, for probably 2010 through 2017, I, I kept wishing that I would do this, you know? Yep. And, uh, it, it, waking up in those mornings, wondering where, am, where am I going to go? Why yeah. am I going to go there today? And, you know, I would, when I was younger, you know, I was in my teens, early twenties, I would come home and I'd write it down on paper. Okay. And 
it, but I wasn't doing a very good job of that. Right. I would maybe do it very good the first month. And then in November, like then they all just ran together and then I forgot to do it. And, <laughs> you know, I kept thinking there's gotta be an easier way to do this And my background being in technology. I mean, that's what I do full time. Yep. I'm like, okay, I could do this. I, I know the data. I know the back ends. I know what people want in a front end. Um, you know, we talked about type A personalities. Yeah. That, that's me. I yep. get out there. I talk to people. I talk yep. to hunters, find out what they're missing, what, the, what, the, how they would actually use this. And, uh, 2017 is kind of when I, when I made a go at it. And part of, you know, the whole startup process is get out of the building, right? Get out of the building, talk to people. And I, you know, they kind of made us go out and talk to a hundred people for sure. Right. Yep. And, you know, make sure that you're, you're so, not only solving a problem, um, but you're building something that they would actually use. And, uh, so since 2017, we've been at this and, uh, I feel like this, this past October is really when we had a really good product on the market and it, it's been taken off ever since. Yeah. So when someone opens up the app, what, you know, walk someone, walk the listener, walk us through, like, what will we see? And, uh, you know, obviously we're logging, like you said, the weather, you know, what, if we're seeing anything in the field, what else do we get out of the app in, in that sense? Yeah. So when you first like launch the app, uh, you're going to see uh, a map of your current location and we do, we do have to use your location because of all the weather details. Mm -hmm. Um, and we give you a little snapshot of what the current conditions are and a little bit of a forecast for the next couple of hours. Um, and then you're presented a map. Um, with your location. Now you could also make a quick observation right off of the homepage. So let's pretend that you're gone spotting or let's pretend that you're walking in the woods scouting and you didn't actually like start a whole scout log. You could just make a quick observation and it logs it per your location where you're at now. So okay. it's just, you're indicating that you saw five doe or two bucks, whatever you saw, um, quick, real quick live. So that's, what you're presented with on the home screen. Now, if you go ahead and hit the start hunt button, you get to define your hunt style, whether you're hunting out of a tree stand, whether you're walking, uh, you're still hunting, you're hunting out of a blind, uh, you define the game that you're going after. Um, and then you define your weapon. And if you marked tree stands or marked your stand locations on, on the home screen, you get to pick your location and that comes into play later. And I'll, okay. I'll get into why that's <laughs> yeah. important. Um, so then you hit start hunt and you're kind of presented a little, little map at the top of the screen. And then, uh, after the, after you see the top of the screen with a map, um, you have basically four choices. You either log an observation, you log a note, you log a harvest or you upload a picture. Okay. So the idea is you're actually doing this live while you're sitting there in the stand, you have trophy tracks open along with all your other apps open. Yep. And let's say that, you know, three doe come through at seven 15 in the morning. Uh, they pass by and you're not interested in shooting them, but it would be, you know, as soon as they go by, bring up your phone, you mark down at seven 15, you saw three doe and it'll tag a little icon on the map to indicate where you actually saw those deer. So after you end a hunt, yep. then you could go list all of your hunts and then you could see all the hunts that you've ever made. You could dig deeper into those hunts and then you click on the map and the map will kind of be drawn with all those little pins and all those locations that you actually saw deer right. or game. Now with the, with the app, can you go back and see past weather conditions? You know, I know sometimes, you know, you check a trail camera, you get a daylight picture and you want to go back and, and see uh, what that date in, in that area, what the, the weather was at that time. Now, can you do that with the app? Yeah. So in, in the hunt list, which gives you a list of all the hunts, mm -hmm. when you dig deeper into those hunts, you could actually see what the weather per, was per observation. And you know, as well as I do after mm -hmm. hunting all these years in Pennsylvania, right? Um, the weather in the morning might be different than the weather at 11 o'clock oh, yeah. in the morning, right? Yep. So it's very important to distinguish the, the different temperatures, wind directions, so on and so forth when it comes down to keeping track of all your observations. Yeah, I, man, I, what I'm thinking too is a time when it might be a morning sit and I go and I was somewhere else and we go to, I don't know, let's just say where we were going during the rut and we got there at 11 o'clock. And as I'm walking in, I kick up two doe. 
or we see deer movement in that certain spot, like that's when, you know, that's when that comes into play because then I could look at it when I go to, to my missus where I'm like, Hey, I got to go now because <laughs> those deer will be usually in that area. Um, you know, when you, you want to get there before you, you do bust them out, you know what right. I mean? So that's when that could help you over time after time after time of figuring out, okay, this is when deer are moving here and whatnot. Right. And, and that's actually how I set myself up a couple of times this year. Okay. Um, you know, just to get into a little bit more of that. Yeah, right? please. Yeah. So if you save your locations on the homepage and say you mark all your tree stands, mm-hmm. at, you know, either when you're hunting there or maybe you do it at home on the couch, doesn't matter. Um, but when you set up your hunt, let's pretend that you pick your stand that you're hunting and you make your log and everything like that. Well, if you had Hunt Pro, and this is the whole advantage of, of the Hunt Pro, mm-hmm. is you could actually dial in per tree stand location or location that you hunted, whether it's a blind or tree stand, it doesn't matter. But you pick your that location, and then we give you advanced stats okay. per that location. So it tells you how many times you've hunted there, the total hours that you've hunted there, and then all the observations that you've seen, total numbers. Yep. And then you could dig deeper into the weather details. You could dig deeper into all those location hunts. And then we even give you a little uh, bar graph at the bottom that shows you the times that mm. you made those observations. So how that helped me this year is I had one particular stand that I hunted either mornings, afternoons, mornings, afternoons, kind of a combination of both. But the data told me that it was a better evening stand than it was a morning stand. Right. And my peak observations happened between 2 and 4 p.m. You know, and these were the last two weeks of archery season. So I kind of put myself in that right spot at the right time because I kept looking back at that data thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to waste my morning here because it's not really producing anything, even though I tried it, right? Um, But I'm going to get in there at 1 o'clock. Because I don't want to bounce them out at 2 o'clock because yeah. that's when I'm seeing them. Um, so I, I would get in there at 1 o'clock, and I end up seeing a lot of deer between 2 and 4 o'clock. Yeah. So it's funny. When you look at my graph, you see hardly anything for the mornings, for the few mornings that I hunted it. But in the afternoons, you see spikes in activity. Right. So that's really the advantage then is when I'm sitting at, on my couch the night before I go out and I'm looking at all my stands, I'm thinking, okay, well, these are good evening stands. These are good morning stands. And maybe, you know, it was hot in October, but, you know, field edges in October aren't going to be hot in November, right? Right. They're going to be deeper into the woods. So it's just kind of like playing with all those locations and looking at all those stats and trying to figure out, like, where should I actually be? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's a great idea for the rut just because usually you're, you're picking a spot and you're doing an all day set. You know, and during the rut, you never want to get out of your stand. But if you have that data, you'd be less afraid to get out, you know, because if if you're not seeing anything and, you know, during the rut, you're thinking, oh, as soon as I get out, that that mature buck's going to come cruising right by my stand. But if if you know, like, hey, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., this is where I'm seeing all the deer. Once that ends and you're not seeing anything, hey, let's get down. Let's go over to where the data says one to three is hot, you know, mm-hmm. so that's going to give you more confidence of getting down and, and being more productive as a hunter, just because as you grow and you get older, you have less time to hunt, right? You yeah. start a family and we talk about it all the time on the podcast. So you have to take advantage, you know, to each set and maximize your opportunity every time you're going out there. Yeah. And that's how you got to become more efficient, which that data is really going to help you with that. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way you said that too. Like, maximize your chances of, of success with minimizing mm-hmm. the time, right? Yep. And I think we're all like that. Yeah, we we may have had a little bit more time last year just yep. given the the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> but, I know. But you know, thinking thinking ahead to this year, right? If we're all going to be busy, like let's make sure we hunt those high percentage days, right? Or yep. those days that we've historically have been good, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that goes back to what your point was earlier too, about the, the guy that would write down everything on yeah. a piece of paper and he was actually naming bucks and stuff yeah. like that. And you could actually do that with trophy tracks too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you make an observation and it's a eight point and you name your eight point, you know, whatever you'd yeah. like to name it. Um, we have a really cool search function in the app. So you could actually go list all of your hunts and in the search button, you could click on it and type that name and it'll find every time that you made a log with right. that box name and it's in its log. Nice. You know, so I think that that's pretty cool too. 
Well, I, you know, I, I've had lots of people come back to me so far this year and say, hey, you know, I've, this is actually helpful. This is this is really beneficial for me to, to use to keep track of all these places that I've been hunting, maybe new places that I'm exploring that I don't yeah. really know much about. Um, and, you know, it, it's either going to tell you, yeah, come back here to, and <laughs> hunt again or don't hunt there anymore. <laughs> it's just not useful. Well, that's the thing for us. I'm like you said about maximizing our opportunities and what will probably go back to quote unquote, being normal next fall. And it will be those one hour sits after work one time next year and, and Saturdays all day. And, uh, that's the thing. It's like, we're playing the wind and we're doing the best with our thermals and all that type of stuff. But at the same time, where are those mornings? Where are those evenings where, it, it, where we're able to look at that and say, Hey, this is our best option. You know, right. we, we saw this, this time we saw this, that time and go there for that to just, you know, put ourselves in that opportunity. Yeah. Just cause I think early on, I, th- we get the tendency of, well, let's try some new spots. And, and as the season progresses, we'll get a more aggressive, you know, and we see that that's not the style anymore, that we can right. be productive and harvest deer early on in the season. If we know where they're going to be, we know their routine and their patterns. So if we can kind of get that data and where we need to be in those early hunts, we can be more successful early on and not have to sit around and wait for the rut and, you know, dive into our, the hot spots at that point. We can really each set is exactly like you said. And, and that's what I said for our goals before the season. I want to know why I'm sitting at that stand whether it's the first day of archery season or it's the last day, you know, you got to think I'm sitting here at this point because I know that I can kill a mature buck. And, you know, I think we get in the tendency of, of trying new, what it's not so much trying a new spot, but just getting up in a tree and see what happens. Right. You know, we don't have the time for that anymore. So we want to, you know, if I go out the first morning, I'm, I'm expecting to kill a big buck. Right. If it's the middle of the, you know, middle of October afternoon sit trying to kill a big buck. And, but why am I in that stand in that location at that time? Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's the whole point, right? Be in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. And did you have any success then with it this year at all? Yeah. So I, you know, I didn't, I didn't get lucky enough to uh, harvest a, a nice buck. I had a couple opportunities. They weren't really great ethical shots, so I didn't end up taking it. Um, but I end up harvesting a few doe. Nice. And uh, it used used the trophy tracks app the whole time. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I was probably you know I'm my own biggest <laughs> fan right now. Yeah, so, you, you should know, be, man. Of course, I'm I'm using yeah. it every opportunity. But but really, you know, the the two doe that I harvested were back to back days, and I would, was constantly seeing deer in activity at right at four o'clock, four thirty, um, out of these particular locations, and I was. I have a couple stands that I just call them observation stands because I don't necessarily harvest deer out of them, but I could tell where the deer are coming from and where they're going to. Um, and based on looking at some of the pins on my maps, um, I decided that I wanted to hunt these two stand locations um, because I knew that I would have a really good opportunity to, to harvest uh, a doe in that mm-hmm. location. And we happen to have a lot of does in this location. So we needed to take some of those days right, out anyhow. Right. So, yeah, I used that that data to put myself where I needed to be, and you know, you know, got the job done. Now, how could you use this app like for for right now for after the season, your post scouting and getting out there? Are you able to? I mean, still go in there and log what you're seeing out, out there as you walk around? Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, one of the options when you start a new log is. Um, instead of like hunting out of a stand or uh, blind, mm-hmm. we have an option for scout. Oh, nice. So you could hit the scout button, um, which then you could be anywhere that you're out there scouting. Um, and you could still make your field notes. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you find some really cool spots, like you were saying, up on that ridge. Like maybe you actually see, you know, rubs or scrapes or whatever you're looking for. Or maybe it was a good acorn year last year. Or maybe you expect, you know, there's apple trees in the area, whatever there is. Right. But you can make notes of it. You could take pictures of it. You could upload it to to trophy tracks, and then you could always look back on all your scouting adventures, right? You know, and, and filter them all on your scouts, right? And be able to like put start putting together a game plan for twenty twenty one. Then that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a huge help. I think 
you know, I, I think having the data is, is just makes it, I mean, think about anything, right? Whether you have a, a business or, you know, sporting, you know, it's all about stats, right? Yeah. You know, and it's going to really help you be successful out there and, and why not bring hunting into it as well? Mm-hmm. No, I love it. Yeah. It, and, you know, it, the, the one piece that we didn't touch on too awful much, but but is very important is the weather, right? And mm-hmm. the, not only keeping track of that weather information, but then getting into the predictive side of it. Okay. And there's a few apps out there right now that, you know, they, they say that, oh, this is, you know, four stars or five star day just based on the weather. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting and what kind of sets trophy tracks apart is it's not only using that predictive or future forecast weather, it's, it's using that and your own observations. Oh, so it's pulling both and things. You pull both things and bring them together and right. say, okay, well, yes, this may be a four or five star day, right? But not there. But not there. Right. And the, these locations matter because you've hunted them before and you've actually seen observations or you've made observations in that location. So that may be a good spot to hunt that day. I know that was an issue with hmm. another app that that we used previously is if you didn't go in there and 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 pick up the wind direction that was specific for that stand because it can't predict obviously where the deer are going to come from based on just right where you pin your your uh stand location so it might tell you based off the wind that it's a four or five day and i'm thinking no my my winds blowing right into the bedding area so obviously that isn't going to be a four or five star day for me so <laughs> right you know and, and it's pretty annoying i mean every time you pin something you have to say you know this wind is perfect for this stand or you know because yeah. i mean how many pins do we have I mean, oh my gosh I, yeah if you go through our onyx i mean we got crazy but you know um so that was kind of an issue for us with that other app as well yeah yeah what uh so we talked about trophy tracks and you you brought up onyx like what's the you're gonna hear then people somebody said well what's the difference i got i'm gonna have to you what's i'm logging and there's other things on onyx that i'm logging like what where do you say like it's a different app like it's a different concept right now yeah so that that's a great question because i get it all the time from other hunters like hey i already use onyx or i use this or i use that and i think what sets trophy tracks apart is it's your own personal log, right? And you define how you want to set that up. Right. If you're a casual hunter and you hunt two or three times a year and you just want to mark down your harvest, that's perfectly fine, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're, I think all three of us here are pretty diehard hunters. Yeah. You know, we're big into archery season. We're big into rifle season, even late season. Uh, we love it all, right? We want to keep track of all that data. Yep. So it, it's kind of cool because it's flexible between like that casual hunter or that diehard hunter that you know, want to save everything. And I think that, that it's a very personal thing to you, right? Mm-hmm. And it allows you to keep any sort of notes, tell your own story, right? Uh, you know, make your field notes, upload the pictures that you want to save. Um, and I think that that's, that sets it apart. And the fact that we're combining weather data with your real observations, there's yeah. really nothing quite like that out there that's right. doing that. I like though that, like how you said though, it, it pulls the weather data, but it, it ties into your observations that you locked. So again, it's not just going off of that random spot or random area. Like, Hey, here's the Phillipsburg. It could be a five-star day. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know, you see that and you're excited, but now you actually could pull it up and swipe at it and say, well, it's a five-star day at this stand because this is where my the tendency has been good for it, and this is not so good because it's it had, I haven't been seeing deer here during this type of weather forecast and stuff. Right, or if you like Dimitri said, if you yeah. have the bad weather or the bad wind, yeah, well, that's not going to help you on a five-star five-star day, day, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Now, does it have moon phase that plays into that? I know. I know some people like it. Some yeah. people don't pay attention to it. You know. I mean, you hear. It, in the hunting industry all the time the debate does the moon matter but some people love to follow it and and really dive deep into it i mean does that take any effect into the app so we are saving the the moon phases uh as part of your your logs when when you make observations and everything it just comes along with all that weather info that we're saving um now that's up to you and your preference if you (laughs) you you know because i i agree i hear that all the time too like oh it matters and then you hear somebody else say yeah it doesn't really matter it's more you know 
the rut happens at the same time every single year, right? Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, we, we are saving that data. I think it's useful to have. Um, it could could be useful to others, you know. Right. Uh, awesome. What's your go ahead, Dimitri? I was just gonna say you know, based off that, that your own observation. And I know I've told you this multiple times is people always say like, when would you want to hunt? If you had three days to hunt, right? What would those days be? And, and everyone has something different. Oh yeah. And I always say you're talking to people whole way across the country. Right. And, and the rut's always going to happen different in different areas. Like I even think in this area, some different spots that we hunt, you know, which is only probably, I don't know, 10, 20 mile radius of, of different spots that this weekend is better, has rut activity than, you know, this other area. Yeah. And I think yeah. people dive into, you know, this time, this time, this time. And it's always so area specific where this app's really going to help you out based off just hearing someone say, oh, November 7th and 8th is the best two days to be in the woods. If I had two days to take off, that's when I'm going to take off. Well, if you're hunting Iowa and I'm hunting PA, or if you're hunting Northeast Pennsylvania and I'm hunting Southwest, that's going to be totally different. So I think, again, just seeing year to year with your app is going to be more specific for you in yeah. the what places you hunt. Well, geez, even you know, two years ago when I got the buck on November 8th, around that time, you were just out with your dad and just kind of helping him get that buck. And he had that shot at that one around that time frame, but you weren't seeing as many deer at all. And then fast forward to this year, uh, even fast forward, what, five more days to when we really got into that rut, it was banana. Like, it, it, like, then it was nuts. I've like, I've seen a, like, young bucks move in and cruising and having you know just by themselves but this was like i saw a like at least two times a, a buck just falling over dead like deadfall just because he's just trying to get up this doe's ass i wow. mean he is just like going bananas um and that was like all morning until 10 30 11 o'clock and i you know no shot opportunities came about or just not the buck or whatever and i texted him i'm like man they're finally gone yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. when's the next wave coming? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like you said, Dimitri, I just think if you're able to pin in those, those time frames and, and, and I just think that's so helpful for any hunter and it's all about maximizing your opportunities. Right. And I mean, more than ever, we need that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, I don't know, Dan. And, you know, when you look at your app, what would you say is your, favorite feature we might have talked about it already you know what's something that you you know one that's that's on there and then if there's anything new coming out that you would like to share or don't want to share have at it man oh yeah we have we have lots of really cool things yeah coming. I'll, I'll get into that too but i think my favorite part of it is the ability to mark your tree stands mm -hmm. and you pick that tree stand when you're hunting and then that hunt pro stats that we give you it's just incredible like to, to zero in on all your different stands and whether you hunt them twice or six times or 10 times, um, the data that we're giving you is just, it's priceless, right? Yeah. Like I wish I would have had this 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. But, and I can't wait to see how that progresses over time. And, right? and with other people too, using it, like you right, said. Right. And I think that the, the other part to me that's like very personal is mm -hmm. just the fact that it, it, it's your personal log, right? Mm -hmm. It's not your log. It's not his log. It's not my dad's log. It's, it's my log. Right. And I get to define, you know, how I want to have that set up. Right. And, and I always, you know, it's always fun when you go out and talk to hunters and they're like, Hey, let me show you my buck. And then they get out their phone and then they, you have to wait till they launch photos and then they scroll and you know, yep. it's like five minutes goes by until they actually get to the picture <laughs> of their phone. Right? That is so true. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. You're seeing like everyone's their, their whole family as yeah. they're scrolling through yeah. and there's probably like four embarrassing pictures that yep. you saw that you didn't want to see. <laughs> so that gets into one of the features that we're adding. We're going to add a trophy room. Nice. So you'd be able to go into the app, you click on the trophy room and it'll show you the pictures of your, or it'll just show you everything that you harvested okay. and the pictures that you harvested. Right? Nice. So it's a real quick, easy way to yeah. kind of show off what you've done. Um, and it's easy to find rather yep. than searching down through all of your thousands of pictures. <laughs> so that's one cool thing that's common. Um, another thing that, that's, that we're doing, and in fact, I, th I think we're going to release it this weekend or, or early this week, 
um, is the ability to go back in time, right? Okay. Because even as I'm sitting here, you know, yep. in your studio, I'm looking at all the pictures of your box and, you, you know, your couple of head mounts and yep. I'm like, I'm loving it, right? Yep. Um, but wouldn't it be cool if you could take a picture of that and remember and, and add your log from, you know, yeah. 2013, 2014, right. Right, right. whatever year it was. Mm. So we're going to add the ability to go back in time. Um, right now we give you a five day window, right? Um, but we want to increase that window to, you know, however right. many years you want to go back. Yep. So think about, you know, some big time hunters that have lots of trophies hanging on their wall oh, yeah. and they want to go back and make a log of it. And they may remember the date, the time and the location. Um, but we're able to now pull in all that weather information. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Wow. So, that's awesome. I'll tell you what though. They, they remember. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. sucker was, you know what I mean? I, re, I remember the time. I remember how cold it was. And uh, I remember after I got down from the stand that to, to check just the impact of that arrow and I got climbed back up in the tree and I was still shaking in my hand. The only thing that was cold were my hands. I remember I, I reached in and I grabbed my Alpine, like the big, thick, first light gloves. And they're like super warm. They're, you know, you pretty much go snowboarding in them. I'm just moving. I don't care. I might, I know my buck, I heard him drop and I'm just happy sitting there waiting for my dad. 10 yards behind me, I just hear, I look and <laughs> there's this mat, mat monster just straight up, just a big, like at least three, four inches past his ears, just super wide. And he looks up at me and I'm, I'm looking at him and he just starts walking just the same route that the buck actually he he went straight to the tree where i shot the buck at you know 40 minutes before and he just stopped there for a little bit and i'm watching him i grab my phone out i'm filming him with my phone and he just walks down away and just you know i burnt at him just to get him to stop so i could get a couple you know more footage with my phone and he just went on on his merry way and i'm just like man we're wouldn't it be awesome for my dad to get you know in here but you know like you said you could go back and say hey i saw two mature deer you know on november 8th from seven o'clock to eight thirty, and this is the time frame that it would have been and man, i chased that that time and weather for this past season like you wouldn't believe and <laughs> oh, I bet. you know and it, it you know it did not happen but but hey man it's that's something though that you're able to make that log and see Maybe that time, maybe that weather didn't happen on the, on the mountain, that area. Maybe it, it, it just wasn't, I don't know. You yeah. Know what I mean, that's what I love about hunters is you, whether you have a European mount or just the horns, how they used to do it back where our parents and our grandparents yeah. used to do it, you know, just cutting off the skull plate and, you know, in my dad's garage, we have a little spot where they just kind of threw all the antlers in a big pile and yep. you, you pull them out and, you know, whether who shot it whoever's there is like oh that that's mine and they start telling the story and you know you grab another set and they know exactly what year that was and yeah. they go into the story of how they shot you and just never forget harvesting a buck no. or a, or a deer in general and you know you could just pick stories out and just sit around and bs and and it's always fun hearing other stories from people i, I know my wife gets sick of it because <laughs> i'm always like driving by somewhere i'm like oh i shot my buck there and i go into the story and i know she doesn't want to hear it but i just love telling them yep. <laughs> and she's like you already told me this story i'm like are you sure that i told you this story <laughs> But, but, it, but isn't it amazing, like, the, the just a few little details about that hunt, and it brings back everything. Oh, right? everything. And, like, I remember following you last year when you got when you mm -hmm. got your buck, and I read the whole story, and I thought, like, wow, that's just such a great story to that buck, right? Yep. And that would be, like, a perfect example of what you could add to trophy tracks, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, you know, maybe slim it down a little bit. Oh, yeah. You, would, you could literally copy and paste that into a note yeah. and just add that as part of your log. So then you always, always have that and always have something to look back on. You yeah, know? that's awesome. Just, and, then, you know, we talk about, too, of, you know, your first hunt in there is usually where you're, you're most successful. You know, and that was mine there. You know, I went in that area only one time this past season and we just one i had a camera in there and i just wasn't getting the the sign that i normally or what i was hoping for so i was kind of moving around and i was getting a lot more activity basically oh man half a mile just i'm trying to think it would be half a mile south of it and that's where I saw all, a lot of the doe movement. I saw young bucks move in. Um, but 
you know, I, that's where like now I'm, I'm, I'm regretting not kind of keeping track of that day that I was in. Cause it was November 1st or 2nd or 3rd. And, and I remember that year, last year, I didn't have a cell camera there. And on October 31st and November 1st, I'm pretty sure the, the buck that's on the wall walked by on, on, on Halloween. And then the next day that big wide buck or a similar buck was there as well. Wow. So like they were in that area for that week for whatever reason, but then this year they were not like, cause after the season we had at least six to seven other buck, like four were younger bucks that if they made it through should be re really nice. And then there were three others that were just awesome deer and uh mature mountain bucks that one we got on camera and this year but the others there i mean you talk about ghosts right they, where the hell would they go they disappear they disappear <laughs> i mean well you just brought up a good point i mean with this app i mean if you have cell cameras i mean you can as soon as you get that picture on your phone you can log it on your app right absolutely so oh have, yeah you have three or four cell yeah. cameras out there right and right. say you get three bucks at the same time i mean you get on that app you're basically hunting three or four stands with those cell cameras and gaining all that data. That, yeah. And then it's doing all the work for you of when that mature buck is, is traveling through there. And then you know exactly when those hot spots are and, and you should be in that stand. So it does kind of all the work for you. Did yeah. you think of that? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I, was, I was just waiting on you guys to pick up on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so Shit. you're basically getting three or four observations getting thrown right into that data pool. Right. Um, without even stepping foot in the woods. Right. Dan, Dan sitting over there going, these idiots. He would have left me like, Pfft. yeah, <laughs> the hell. No, that, no, I, I have trail or cell phone cameras too. Yeah. So what I find, you know, I'll, I'll do with them if I get a lot of really good pictures or, you know, or nice buck on it, what I'll do is I'll screenshot it or or save the picture right and then just start a new log and yeah define you know pretend that you're actually hunting and you know either do a scout log or you know right well because that's what even the, the like how we were saying earlier about guys that have been doing this for years and keeping logs online that's they were using the trail cam data like like what they were keeping track of them during the summer and and all that type of stuff so yeah that right. makes sense and yep. um that's sweet man any any other cool things you're coming out with it or where, like where, you know, what do you, what do you see for this? Like in the future, like where would you love to see trophy tracks go? Like in a sense. Yeah. So one other cool thing yeah. that I think is worth mentioning is we'd like to add like a gun case mm -hmm. to, to the app. So an area that you could just like keep track of all your guns, right? Yeah. Um, whether it's shotguns, rifles, bows, you know, whatever you have, it's just, it'd be good to have a log of all of the things that you have. And we're going to put extra security around this, you know, yeah. so people aren't worried about it, but, um, <laughs> well, then know. you don't want your wife getting in there and seeing yeah. how many guns and <laughs> yeah. bows you got. Oh. <laughs> but like we always, you know, I, this might be the one episode though. Cause I, I, we didn't say it yet, but my wife actually knows Dan, this might be the one damn yeah. episode <laughs> she, she listens to. <laughs> I'll be getting all kinds of shit. <laughs> She'll be counting your coming down yeah. counting your guns yeah <laughs> go ahead dan i'm sorry buddy no no you're good it, it, you know so that i think that's coming next uh after the trophy room we'd like to add a little gun room so you could add all your guns and and stuff like that just to know what you have and yeah you know, maybe you want to keep track of how much ammo you have whatever it is um we're gonna make it so you could keep track of all that stuff um you know where i really would love to see this go is just creating more buzz creating more awareness get more and more people to download it start making more and more logs and I think that we're going to learn a lot about how that prediction model actually works. Yeah. Right. And, you know, with, with, um, since we just released it last year, you know, sure we have a lot of data in there, but I think the more data you feed, right. this, it, you know, it's machine learning, right. Yeah. And, and it's, um, AI technology. Right. Yep. And I think that this is up and coming. It's brand new. Nobody's quite doing what, what this app is doing. And I think that, you know, my, my goal for the end of, uh, end of, uh, 2021 is 10,000 users. Yeah. Um, and we think that it was, it's attainable. Our goal was a thousand users and we almost hit that at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, we did early, early January. And I think this year our goal is 10,000 users. So, you know, if, if we hit more great, you know, if we, <laughs> if we, if we don't hit it, then that's fine too. Yep. And, you know, I remember years ago I was on another, um, you know, it, I was presenting this to somebody and they said, you know, define success. Like what's success for you? And I, I had to take a step back and I said, you know what? 
if I am the only person in the world to use my own app, that's a success, yeah. right? To me, because yeah. like I wanted to do this like for a really, really long time. And to me, just me having something to use myself, I consider that a success. Now, I'm I'm always been about helping other people, right? I mm -hmm. want to help you become the best hunter. I want to help you become the best hunter. And by using this app, I think that that's kind of my my duty, right? Yeah. Is I'm giving you that tool to use to become better for yourself, right? And and that's how I feel like I'm doing a good job of helping you do that, right? One question I have with the app. So if you're if you're logging a stand, right? And sometimes when we when we hunt these stands and and you see some deer, and then the next time you go in there, maybe you're shifting right fifty yards this way, seventy five yards this way. Is it better to log that same spot, even though you're a little bit different, for you can collect more data in that general area? You know, which is basically say like seventy five or a hundred yards. So it's not like an actual new location, right? Because Will the app say if you move 50 yards, only pull the data from that stand and then this stand once, so you only have one set, where if you would log basically the same general area, you're going to get more data because you maybe have five sets, even though all five might be 50 yards from that first round. Is it, Would that be better for a user probably? Yeah, I, you know, I, I could go either way on that one, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I have a lot of situations that are that are a lot like that, right? I have what I call a rifle stand. And then I have about 55 yards away, I have sticks up that I, I saddle hunt out of for archery season. Now, the way I did it in the app is I actually defined each location just because I, you know, one's more hunting out of a, with a rifle and one's more with a, with right. a bow. Um, but if you choose to just make that one location and you want to save it all for just that location, that's fine too. You know, so I think, again, that goes back to personal preference. You know, what, what, you know, how often do you actually hunt that? And do you want to be able to tell the difference between, you know, bows versus r rifle season, or if it's all, you know, maybe it's turkey season and you're yeah. just hunting a general area with turkeys. Um, you know, maybe you just want to call it a general area. So that th what matters though, is when you're making those observations on the map, because you actually can scroll the map a little bit to where you actually saw it. So when you look back at all your logs, you could say, well, let me look at the map and all, all my pins are kind of showing in that Southwest corner, you know, maybe for that location, I need to shift a little bit South, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Now are you seeing talking, we usually talk whitetails, right? But I want to talk turkeys, yeah, turkey seasons coming up. It's on the brain. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's our next thing that's going to be coming up now I, as a turkey hunter, long time, and, you know, we see tendencies with turkeys and, and there's a lot of theories out there about pressure, barometric pressure. And, and you know, we're, you're going to find that with the app, right? Um, do you see, you know, low pressure, high pressures? Because sometimes you hunt an area and they're gobbling their head off and then you go to another area and they're, they're silent. Now, is there things that tendencies you're seeing with the app with these with turkeys? Well, we really haven't seen enough data with turkeys yet. To, to honestly answer that question. Okay. And, and I think we're going to learn a lot this spring mm -hmm. with, with all the users that we have. I'm sure there's a bunch of turkey hunters in that group. So it'd be interesting to look back on that, that data too, uh, and be able to tell the difference. But, you know, I, I didn't see very much, you know, in the ways of log myself anyhow okay. for, for turkeys in the fall. Yeah, I just know sometimes we'd go out and it's a beautiful morning and, and you know there's turkeys in the area and you're just like, what the heck? Why yeah. aren't these turkeys gobbling their head off? So, you know, I think it would be interesting to see what happens with the app with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are anxious to get out there. They're already scouting for turkeys, you know. it's Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. I hope to have him on again. We'll, we'll, we'll get uh, get Andrew on talking about his uh, his uh last season was really cool because uh he had a he has a little girl that's i think a year older than nora so she's already she might be eight now uh she got herself a a, a turkey she got herself a whitetail this year it was all awesome stuff oh, so congrats yeah. to her so andrew if you're listening man hopefully uh we, you, you got an up-and-coming little hunter on your hands so that's yeah. awesome yeah i just talked to him a little bit yesterday yeah. too um he's, he's gonna be running some cool promotions yep. th this spring you know before yep. turkey season so uh look out for some really cool stuff coming from honey hole game calls, yeah you know, that's awesome another local that's yep. which is all we love doing that and supporting that so um Awesome, Dan. Well, dude, I, let's talk. 
you know, let's talk about you now. We, you know, do we cover everything with the app that we that we want to? I think we did a fantastic job. Awesome, yeah. I, I yeah. think so too. I let's talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, you said this past year you you got a couple dough down, didn't get a buck, but last year you did, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, last year. Talk a little bit about that story with, with that buck. Okay, so uh, that was November thirteenth. It was yep. it was a Wednesday of last, or I guess that would be twenty nineteen. Well, look at that. I mean, look at that date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yep. For here, yeah. Um. So I would always hunt uh, archery and rifle out of this location, and you know, I I knew that I was the only one in there. I kind of I always held that as like one of my best revered spots. Like I would only touch it with a perfect wind, with a perfect uh, temperature. And in 2018, I learned a lot because I was hunting archery out of that one stand location. And I kept seeing does and bucks like 75 yards away from me. They wouldn't come in closer. They, they wanted to stay down in this, like this little ravine. So in 2019, I, it was June when I went Mm -hmm. and set up that stand location. I did not touch that stand location from June. I did not step foot in there until November 13th. So I end up setting up a, a, some sticks on a tree and I hunt out of a saddle. I think yeah. you do too. Yep. Um, we could talk more. Oh about yeah. That. That's, that's cool. sweet. Um, so I knew November 13th came, uh, and I didn't want to go in there in the morning and I knew that I had good wind for the afternoon. And, uh, I knew that the rut was starting to pick up. I, I was seeing other, other bucks chase those. Um, and I just, I, I think I got lucky. Plus I look back at some of that old yeah. data and I'm like, Hey, I know, I know that the deer run through here, but I knew that, you know, from previous years that I wasn't close enough to them. So right. that's why I set up a new stand. The first time I climbed up in that, in that stand, you know, two, three hours later, here comes this really nice eight point And, uh, he came in at 15 yards and I made a pretty good shot. Um, I, I didn't, I watched him bed down, but I knew this shot was a little bit back. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't like it was vitals, but just a little bit back in the vitals. So I backed out of there, actually went in total opposite direction. And that's where my car was parked. Actually, he walked like towards where my car was, but I backed out in a different direction. I waited it out until about nine 30 that night. I shot him at four, four fifteen. Um, I waited to nine, nine thirty, and I went in and he, he was where he, where he bedded down. down. Yeah. That's so awesome. I knew I didn't want to bounce him out of there. Yeah. I knew it wasn't a great shot, but I knew that if I was just patient and I had that patience that he, he would be there. So, yeah. So I, I would say, you know, I learned a lot from that specific location that I knew that I wasn't in a good enough spot and I yeah. needed to move closer closer to where that activity actually was. So when you asked me that question about, you know, your two stands, Mm -hmm. well, I think that that matters, you know, based on for archery hunting, it mattered anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool to hear when you make those adjustments and success happens, it's even better. Oh yeah. And it's a game of inches, you know, it's, it's literally a game of inches And, and like the one buck that I had, he was quartered this year at me, but he was 12 yards away. I mean, point blank. He just didn't turn the right way, and I just I just couldn't do it. I right. mean, I had the bow in my hand. I was full drawn on him, but I just could not do it. Really nice, mature 10-point, Yeah, but I, I couldn't do it, you know, and I may kick myself. <laughs> but, yeah. like, at the same time, like, my, my goal isn't to, you know, harm something and not yeah. be able to find it. Right. I, I, right. I made plenty of mistakes when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. you know? now, Learned some lessons. Now, what kind of um, – just because, I mean, even though you are local, we're I'm, we are hunting in total different areas. What kind of terrain and like features are you normally hunting and, and po- private, public? Not that that stuff doesn't matter to us, but it just just to get an idea of. Yeah, so I hunt a little bit of both. Nice. Um, I, we we lease. I'm part of uh, another three guys. We we lease about 200 acres, and it's I would consider it um, ag land, mm-hmm. um, heavy ag land. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing a good job of patterning those does almost mm-hmm. uh, every day, you know, hitting the ag, ag fields. Um, and it's what I consider pretty much a doe factory. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's too many does. And I think that that pushes the, bu- the mature bucks away. Yeah. Like they don't like to be bothered with them. Um, so I've, I've really been trying to hunt more of the mountain, Yeah. um, you know, and it's, it's a half hour for me from my house up to the top of the mountain. And I, I've been trying to learn it. Uh, you know, I've seen bucks, I've seen lots of does, but I, I'm having trouble like finding that right spot. Right. Yeah. 
and, and really avoid because it's public then. And, and I don't want to overstep somebody else's ground, you right. know, what they're doing. But I would say, I would say 75% of what I hunt is that private land. And the other 25% is then that public land. Nice. Now, how important have you found it? You said about hunting out of a saddle. How long have you been doing that? So about three years now. I nice. Think three years. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You see, I'm now, I mean, three years, I'm assuming you, you enjoy it. You oh, like it. I, I, I tell you what, I, I tell people all the time, this is my preferred way to hunt now. Yeah. You know, after being in a saddle and just the flexibility of it is what I love because what I've, you know, once I got the saddle and I, I did it that first year and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting used to this. It's different. And that's actually how I shot my buck. Uh, oh, nice. 2019 out of the saddle. That's first, first. Saddle. first year yeah, yeah nice um but what i really like about it is i could go out and buy sticks mm-hmm. you know for like what 40 50 bucks and i set up a whole bunch of sticks then and then i have all these locations like ready right. to go like i don't have to like you know climb a tree in the morning i don't have to go buy a ladder stand like i just throw sticks up on a tree and climb up to the top of the tree and hang on you right know? Right. And I think that that's why I like the flexibility of it. Yep. And I like the fact that you, you're kind of like one with a tree. Yeah. And it really becomes a good way to like hide and get yeah. into a, like a really tight spot. Cause one of my spots that I, I like to hunt, but I, I, I have to have the perfect wind for mm-hmm. is it's on the, I guess it'd be the West side of the bedding area, but it has to be a really, really good wind or else I won't even think about going. Yeah. There. And it's a really like hidden spot, but being in a, in a saddle is like my best way, right? right? Because it's silent. I could I could do perpendicular access. I could go down one side of the ridge and up the other side of the ridge until I get to that spot. And no no deer even sees me. They can't smell me. They have no idea that I'm there. And I kind of like, I'm in between these like limbs of a tree that yeah. like, even my dad walked up to me the one day. He's like, I didn't see you until I was like five feet from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. That's like, exactly that's, what you want. Yeah. That's what I want. Like I, what? I, yeah. So I like, so what I noticed for me, just because, um, and a, a couple times I, I had deer that I just did not pick up just because I was just kind of just in, zoned out a little bit where I, where in the solitude, I had my, my hands, uh, through the jacket, then inside the, the bibs. So I would be kind of like in a little ball and my feet were on the platform. So I was just kind of like leaning in and I just would be head down a little bit and just kind of looking like how I am here. But I would, I would, I remember one time, like if it was just early morning or if it was still dark waiting for light. And I just remember sometimes like I'd actually just like take a little cat nap. And when I would wake up, like deer would be within 20 <laughs> yards. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd turn on the camera, start filming, and, you know, is this a shot opportunity or not? And um, actually, the one day when when you and I were deciding on, I think it was that last day for the rut when we were up up on the, on the mountain, and I woke up and I said, what are you shooting? And you're like, I'm shooting a doe today. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, should I shoot a doe too? I, I think I might. And I, I just remember I was, I was contemplating – where I'm like, do I do this? Because I shot a doe, I, th- I think, what, two days beforehand mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do, what to do. But those deer just came right up to me. You know, I, again, I was just in this little ball. So I think, like, if you just can nestle down, and there were times where even when I was awake <laughs> during the day, I would just nestle down like that and just that would cause me not to move. Right. That would cause me not to just be doing this. And Because the one time I did get, I did get picked off. Just because I was, I didn't know a deer was behind me. It came in silent and I, I wanted to move or I tried to adjust something and I, 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 I moved big. You know what I mean? I didn't do a slow movement, just amateur hour basically. And as soon as I moved, I did something. All I was, and I was yep. like, shit. Yep. I looked and there, there it goes. <laughs> it was a doe, but you know what I mean? It was, um, but it was because I was again, making big movement. If I would have made a slow movement, maybe saw the deer after I turned, but I didn't. So, um, really that was the only time that I got picked off like all year. Like I didn't have any deer blow at me, uh, other than that, that specific one. So, yeah. Oh, I've got busted. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> because it, it, like you said about movement, yeah. I, I do that too. And, and I think the advantage of the saddle is like, you got 360 degrees. You can yeah. now see, Whereas if you're sitting in a stand, normally you're looking what, you know, 180 degrees, sometimes 270. But with this, you're, you got the full range. So 
I would find myself standing up and going on that side of yeah. the tree and going on that side of the tree. And, you know, like you, you know, if you're not really paying attention, like, yeah. you're going to get picked off. Yeah. I, I did a couple times, you know, yeah. luckily they were does and not, not yeah. nice and mature bucks. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And being mobile, I mean, Dimitri, Dimitri set up with, with his, with his, uh, climber. I mean, I, I always laugh cause I feel like I'm still carrying in my Kafaru pack with my sticks and the little platform. I mean, it's not, doesn't weigh much, you know what I mean? And want to frame it, I don't feel it, but it compared to what Dimitri's carrying his XOP is flat. And then he just has his little bag and he's just off on his way. And, um, Hey man, whatever works and you're mobile and you're able to hunt those multiple sits, you know, yeah. multiple spots in a day, you know, geez, we've hunted two, three different spots in the same freaking day this past season, just because of wind or what we were seeing and stuff. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into like uh habitat improvement too. Yeah. You know, I think that, yeah, I want to do more and more of that. And especially because we're, you know, we do lease ground, mm -hmm. um, we're able to do a little bit more. So I'm big into like planting food plots and planting trees. Nice. We'll get a hold of you. We're going to uh, put in something on some area that Dimitri has with his, his family and stuff so oh yeah yeah that's great i i love that stuff uh, one of the guys that i just absolutely love following i don't know if you guys guys follow him much at all jeff sergis oh yeah mm -hmm. uh, whitetail mm -hmm. habitat yep. solutions uh, i i just love him i i love his ideas i love how he approaches things um i love watching his youtube videos yeah. i read all his books you know and he's he's a big time mature buck hunter oh yeah and i think like that's who I aspire to. Be. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. If I could just have that land that he has and, you know, be able to do the things that he preaches. I think that that that's just, you know, he, he has a really good plan for how, yeah. how to attack it. Well, you know? what's actually cool is when we had Greg on, uh, from first light, uh, he and Jeff came out, went out to his area out in Wisconsin and kind of helped him, mm -hmm. Greg and kind of looked at his property as well to just, you know, what, what things could they do to improve that area and stuff like that. So that's yeah. actually cool. You brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's wonderful. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like following his stuff. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate coming on where we just hit that hour mark and, uh, I look forward to seeing what, what trophy tracks has in store in the future and what you, you have going on and, Man, I I think it's going to be successful, and I wish you nothing but the best, man. I thanks for coming on, man. Well, both of you guys, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'm more than happy to come back anytime. This absolutely. Has been Hopefully, we'll get some turkey stuff going. That's yeah, right. There you go. I know that's something we'll be. Uh, hopefully, we will hit the ground running with this year. Dimitri got a bird last year. It'll be nice to get. Uh, hopefully, I can get a crack at one. I had one. Uh, he was working. I was in a blind and I was like, ah, I'm not seeing anything with the gun. I'm going to take the bow just for something to switch it up a little bit. And I remember I was sitting in the blind and I had the bow and I'm looking, I'm like, is that, is that movement? And I'm like, yeah, it is. And it's just out. There's just, obviously I was, I was in that little field and past the field was a little bit of timber and I, the movement was in the timber and I had a couple of decoys out. I'm like, come on, come on. Next to you know, it, I just see a nice, like, eight inch beard just dangling i was like you got to be kidding me and i range him and it's like 45 yards i'm like i would have blasted him with the shotgun <laughs> yeah. if you only would have had a shotgun yeah, if i just would have only had the shotgun i had to be i had to be all cool and bring the bow with me that day so well i hope it doesn't snow in turkey season yeah i got my bird in the snow so i don't want to do that again so no. <laughs> dude that that morning was cold oh, that dude, was crazy that was 25 the degrees second weekend that like i think it was the second because the, the second or third i can't remember it was the second yeah because it was opening day was that yeah. what saturday then it was that next that next saturday it was so cold we were, remember we were walking with your dad i'm like my hands are numb <laughs> like his, we went we got in his dad's truck and he's like this is white this is the rot weather i'm like yeah, yeah it sure is man <laughs> crazy but all right dan well dude where could people find you and, and know and learn more about trophy tracks and stuff yeah so we're all on every one of the social media platforms uh we're on the website trophytracks.com we're on facebook and we are on instagram um and of course, we're on the Google Play Store and the Apple iOS Store. So awesome. any one of those four places, you'll be able to find us. And uh, we're not like the, the some of the other companies that kind of like email blast you like constantly. We're we're not really like that. Um, we'll we'll give you some updates on what's going on with us, but we don't want to like bombard you. Yeah. Like you guys all know how to hunt. You guys all know that kind of stuff. But we'll we're always you know writing blogs and articles and things like that. And check the website, check Facebook. That's where we're doing most of the postings. And 
you know, that's where we're getting the, the big followers. So nice, man. Well, dude, congrats again. I'm looking forward to seeing what it has in store and everybody go give Dan a follow and trophy tracks, check it out and download it and, uh, use it for a uh, log your past hunts. And once that update comes in, you could go back to even more so in the season and, and, uh, get ready for Turkey season and scouting. So Dan, thanks again for coming on and until next time, everybody antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. I want to thank Dan for coming on. Really enjoyed having him in the house and going over everything about what he uh, did with Trophy Tracks and where the future is for that. So check that app out on any platform, your uh, iOS and the Google store. So check it out and let us know what you think. So thanks again, Dan. Till Till next time, everybody, Antler Up.